There is a spirit which I feel. Selected Writings of James Naylor Chapter 4, Part 1 A door opened to the imprisoned seed in the world, and the way of freedom sent out into the world by the Spirit of Truth, in love to the sheep that have long been lost, to serve all the simple who seek the life of what they profess, and to show the proud and false in heart the cause why they are shut out of truth's power. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8.32 Every creature born of corrupt nature has that spirit in him which lusts against God, and that seed in him growing up with him, which daily seeks to ensnare his soul further into wickedness and vanity, and to increase his separation from God by drawing into iniquity and filling the temple where God should dwell and be known, with the accursed things which God hates and cannot behold. This evil seed, being subtle and ambitious, often prevails above the pure life in the heart, and leads the mind out from it into many temptations, presenting it with delights to the carnal part and the outward senses, whereby the seed of God becomes ever more veiled and hidden from the creature. It is because of this that man knows not the word of life by which he was created, nor can he come to be guided by it in himself, till the head of this evil seed be bruised through believing in that light which comes from the life by which the world was made. This is that rock which follows man, with its unchangeable testimony, faithfully bearing witness to that which is of himself, and against all the ways of the evil seed. It calls to and reproves the world because of evil, and as many as receive and hearken to its call, by faith come to hear the word of life, wherein power is received to become the sons of God. Now, as the power of life arises in the promised seed, then the head of the evil seed is bruised, and the one who had taken the soul captive at his will into every vain and evil work thus comes to be brought under. And as the created soul comes to be redeemed out from under the power of darkness, so it comes to be guided in the light of that life by which it was created. And now, being turned to God by faith and obedience, that light which before reproved him for deeds of darkness, following him from one to another and condemning him, now becomes his leader out of the world to the Son of God, to whom God's righteousness is revealed unto justification. And as righteousness is received and abode in, Sin is remembered no more, and man is changed into that divine nature which changes the inward man. So he comes to love that light which before he could not love. For no man can love that which is of God until he has first received God's love. Now, the light of the world is God's love to the world. For God so loved the world, even when it was in the power of darkness, that he gave his Son into the world as a covenant of light, that whosoever follows him should not abide in darkness, but have the light of life.
Now, God's love stands in Christ, the light of the world. Christ is his covenant with the world. See Isaiah 42, 6 and 49, 8. And whosoever rejects and does not receive Christ, the light, this one is out of God's love, out of God's covenant, and remains in the enmity. And this is the cause why men who love their evil deeds speak evil of the light and cannot receive it as God's love, nor as the way to life. For to such it is their condemnation. Not that it was intended for this purpose, but to men loving darkness rather than light, it becomes condemnation. But to him that believes and is obedient, to this one it is precious. For whosoever follows the light out of the evil world receives the nature of sons, the love of the Father, which the world cannot receive, the power of godliness, and the treasure of eternal life. These are not given to any till they come out of the world, even as he is not of the world, for therein stands God's covenant with Abraham's seed forever. So, while men remain in that corrupt nature, God's love to the world and the witness of the Spirit of truth is to reprove the world of sin and to testify condemnation against its deeds. But to such as have received his light, the same becomes their leader, comforter, and savior. And this is the cause why the one loves and the other hates. For each nature manifests the state in which it stands towards God, according as it has obtained from him either love or condemnation. And whoever will not receive God's love, which calls him out of the world, must abide under the power of that seed which God hates, in which condition he will seek to murder those who stand in God's love. For the evil one, having blinded the mind which denies the light, gives him to think he is doing service to God. Alas, this is the sad end of all professors of Christianity who reject the light of the world. For he that walks in darkness knows not where he goes. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all, nor has darkness any fellowship with him. And in this are known the children of God and the children of light. He that loves the light brings his deeds to the light. This one has fellowship with God in his deeds and works the work of God. But he that denies the light works in the darkness and cannot believe the power that is in the light, being himself under the power of darkness. And therefore, he that is born after the flesh does not know him that is born after the spirit of light, nor can he judge his ways, which are strange and wondrous in his carnal sight. Nor does he know by what power and love the sons of light overcome the world and take delight in denying its pleasures and vanquishing all its vanities out of their heart and mind. Indeed, these can no longer rejoice in the world, nor make merry with its amusements, but instead rejoice in the truth and are made glad by that which saves out of such folly. The wicked know not the life of righteousness, nor the spring from which his virtues arise, nor the power of his change, nor the end of all his patient sufferings and trials, but stand wondering at all this as though it were folly and madness. For the eye which would give them a sight of these things is blinded by the God of this world, and the soul 
being in bondage under the prince of darkness, cannot inherit the immortal treasure. And this must be, until there is a denying and coming out of the world to receive the inheritance of divine light and understanding, which none can receive nor become one with except as they come out of the world and out from under that seed of enmity which seeks to pervert all the right ways of God and to twist all his gifts to man's destruction as far as he can prevail. Now this destroyer, or seed of enmity against the life of man and his salvation, is kept from a sudden effecting of his purpose upon the creature in whom he is head, by nothing more than the patience and long-suffering of God, who wills that none of his creatures should perish, but that all might hearken to the truth, and so recover themselves, and be saved out of the snares of this subtle deceiver. Thus does God often bear and forbear with man. With much patience and striving by the spirit of truth, he checks and reproves and warns, even at the very instant when the act of sin is being committed. And if the evil one has gained such power in the creature so as not to permit him to mind reproof before or in the act of sin, then afterwards, when the heat of temptation is cooled, then God shows the evil and danger of such wickedness, that so he might preserve him in fear against the next temptation. And thus, in many, the Lord keeps back destruction a long time, so that some continue a long time before the wicked one gets them to fill up their measure of iniquity. And some, in the time of God's patient forbearing and long-suffering, come to repentance and turn to that which reproves them and are saved. But others go on to destruction, which they swiftly draw upon themselves after the Spirit has ceased striving with them and reproving them. And then all fear is lost, and the evil one has his liberty according to his own will. Yes, when the creature has been given up by the Lord, and the spirit of truth has departed, there is nothing but deceit left to guide the soul that has dealt deceitfully with the spirit of truth. Such a one, at best, has but a form of godliness without the power, for the power of God is in that spirit and life which is known by withstanding the evil one. Only those who are born of the Spirit have the life and power, and know its strength and virtue unto eternal salvation. But this Spirit is hidden in those in whom death reigns, and they are left to their own thoughts and notions. And this is the cause of the strong contention that has ever existed between the children of light, who are born of the Spirit of truth, and have their light and strength in the inward man, and the world's professors of religion, whose expectation stands in something outside of them, about which they have only heard others speak who had it within them. The latter, not knowing the power and mystery of the living faith, which is held in a pure conscience, and which alone has the power to bring out of the world's darkness, are kept captive therein, contending against the spiritual light. And so, while these continue in the world, they go about seeking to comprehend and measure the spirit of truth, which the world cannot receive or know, assuming that this spirit of light and life has no other operation besides what they find in themselves. Thus they stumble at it and are disobedient and unbelieving in heart. Now, to us who believe, it is the elect and precious cornerstone, 
and we come to it for all of our supplies. But to the wisdom and religious profession of the world, it is a rock of offense and a stumbling stone, though it witnesses in their hearts in secret and leaves them without excuse. Those who reject this light and spirit have nothing else that can show them so much as one of their thoughts or divide in their understanding between good and evil, either in thought, word, or action. These cannot discern between what is really of God and what is of him who shows himself to be God, but is not, in order to deceive. Nor can they perceive the various motions of every spirit that is in them, to receive the good and deny the bad. Nor can they know the roots of life and of death, or which plant to pluck up and which to feed upon. And how can such as these labor in God's vineyard? Indeed, without obeying this light, the body is a house of darkness and a habitation of every deceitful spirit, where the heart remains desperately wicked, and no man knows it but he in whom the light of truth shines. But he that declares to man his thoughts, his name is the Lord of hosts. This one is the true cornerstone who the stumbler cannot comprehend by his wit and so rejects him. But without him there is no true building or working the work of God. Therefore, you sons of the darkness of this world, take care what you set yourself against. Are you not opposing that light which would limit and chain the evil one in you? which also condemns you for every evil work, both secret and open, and will not let you be proud and loose and lustful? Is it not the light in your own hearts which testifies against you for deceit and falsehood towards God and towards men, for deceit and religion, hypocrisy and falsehood, and for making a form of what you have not personally witnessed? And does not this light expose all deceit in your dealings with men, in your trading and speaking and acting, both as rulers, priests, and people without respect of persons or any other thing? Yes, it has respect only to that gift of God in you, which is of his nature, given to you to guide you in the light of God out of all the ways of the deceiving spirit. And now, if one comes to you preaching this doctrine— he is made manifest in spirit to that gift of God in your own hearts, and you are pricked by it in the heart. But then the evil one is stirred up to fight against the measure of truth in you, which acknowledges the truth that has been spoken to you by another. But rejecting this, you join to the evil one, who rises up in wrath against the witness of truth in you, and so you deny the very thing that would chain and bind him. Yes, you deny the Lord of life and give strength to your enemy to crucify the just one in you and to quench the spirit of truth and weary the Lord with striving till at last you are given up wholly to the power of darkness who will then keep you seeking salvation without even while he is heaping up evil within. For that which seeks to devour your souls is within you even while the enemy keeps leading you outward to seek salvation. Nothing can condemn you but what is within you. Sin is within before it is acted, and so salvation must be within before you are cleansed. The old deceiver has taught people to think they are saved by a mere belief in God at a distance, but these neither know him nor worship him in spirit and truth, nor are their bodies his temples, 
nor can the Holy One dwell or walk in them because of uncleanness. Indeed, their vessels are filled with the powers of darkness, and the heavenly place is an abode for spiritual wickedness, so that God departs from the children of men because of their uncleanness. Even so, the liar continues to speak peace and preach salvation, and the creature believes it, being filled with darkness. But the children of light do not receive this doctrine, for they can see and feel, and so are not content with words but with power. A talk of God does not satisfy the soul of a good man until he feels his presence and power. God without and the devil within is not the saint's faith or salvation, but God within and the devil cast out is the saint's true glory and strength, and they are made bold through the might of his spirit within them to war daily against the prince of this world, knowing that he who is within them is greater than he who is in the world. This is the faith that overcomes the world, and he that is born of the Spirit has the Father and the Son. But he that has the devil is God's enemy, and knows him not, nor where he is, but judges him after the flesh and according to outward appearance. Now consider, were men not entirely blind in their minds and past feeling? They could never sit down believing they are saved, even while they are daily captivated in sin, and often led to do that which they know they should not. Indeed, this leading is by the power of lust, enticing and moving into every temptation, and causing the soul to fall into many hurtful evils, which put down roots and gather strength daily in them, heaping up wrath and vengeance by adding sin unto sin. And truly, all of this must be accounted for in the end, when each has filled their vessel to a full measure. And consider, can you say you are redeemed from the devil while he still has this power in you, which you are not able to resist, but are led captive at his will, contrary to all fear of God or power of righteousness? Are your bodies redeemed to God, and are you members of Christ, even while you yield your members unto unrighteousness? Are you saved, even while you are servants of sin? In what does your redemption, your faith, and your salvation stand, seeing that nothing can stand with God but that which brings forth his nature? Is not the one who brings forth iniquity still in the bonds of iniquity? Is not he a servant of sin in whom sin reigns? Is not he a child of bondage, who is bound to bring forth whatever the evil one begets in him, and to serve him in what he moves him unto? Mind this, you who are born after the fleshly spirit, who works in your flesh to do his will and bring forth fruit unto death. Does your profession save you, though you are not turned from dead works? The foundation of repentance is not yet laid in you, and therefore death reigns over you, contrary to the life which would bear fruit unto God. Truly, this is the state of the servant of sin, in the spirit of bondage, and not the state of the air. The one inherits God's righteousness and brings forth the fruit of that spirit which pleases God. The other brings forth the fruit of the flesh which pleases the world. These two seeds are within man and are at enmity and disagreement, and there can be no concord between them, no more than between light and darkness. Their various fruits are made manifest by the light, 
which condemns the one and confesses the other to be of God and wrought in God. Now, as many as are quickened with the spirit of life have a feeling of these things before they bring forth their fruits into the world. For they have come to a discerning of things that differ in nature and effect by tasting and handling the word of life and knowing the election which is before the world. By this they are made able to judge the ground and the end of every motion in them, and abiding in this, they need no man to teach them, neither can they be deceived. And this makes them boldly and openly bring forth such words and works as are begotten in them by the word of life, which show the whole world to lie in wickedness, and make its wickedness manifest by the light of life. And in this light the prince of this world is judged and condemned, and the secrets of hearts are made manifest, according to the nature of every spirit, for all comes to be seen in the day of the Lord's appearance. Yes, to this spirit of truth all flesh must give an account, to him who lives in all generations as an unchangeable witness against the evil seed, however he may transform himself in words and professions. For there is no agreement between their two natures, be it in a person, a family, or in a nation, nor can any one person, family, or nation serve them both. But whoever serves the one hates and condemns the other, so that he that serves deceit condemns the just one, and so condemns that which would save him and that which must judge him in the end. This is the cause of that fleshly liberty which some presently feel, namely, that the witness of God is crucified in themselves. But these will find horror of conscience when the just one appears for judgment, manifesting the unstable state of all who are not faithful, but revealing the everlasting peace and power of those in whom Christ has dominion. Then the fruit will be seen of those who are presently in sorrow, who are diligent in waiting and wrestling through faith and patience from the beginning of the work of Christ Jesus till the end. All these things are comprehended by the one who has learned Christ through being faithful to the Spirit of truth who is sent in his name to testify concerning what is of him and what is of the Spirit that lusts against him and keeps the creation in bondage. This is the one way to life and salvation, held forth freely by the Spirit of truth and sent forth by the Father in the name of Christ Jesus. For the Spirit has several operations in different vessels according as he finds them towards God. In some he is a condemner, in some a leader and teacher in the things of God, in some a perfect justifier in the sight of God and in some a giver of gifts and power to such as receive this testimony of Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, he is but one in all, unchangeably just, equal, and holy, who by the power of his word changes all things that are changeable and brings all things back to the beginning. Before people, nations, and tongues were divided, where man lives by the spirit of a pure life. Now, all that desire to be set free from the bondage aforementioned, and from the law of sin and death that has its strength in the fleshly part, diligently mind and seek to feel in yourself what follows. The spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, 
by whom the world was made in the beginning, has a law that is spiritual, proceeding from himself, which law sheds light in spirit on good and evil, and testifies against the power of sin and death. As many as receive this light by faith and obedience are brought thereby under the law of life, and those who are faithful to it are led in a way whereby the fleshly part in man, where sin has its power, is crucified and slain. In this way the seed of the covenant comes into its proper dominion and freedom in the soul, which before was kept in bondage by the man of sin. For while the strong man keeps the house, his strength is in such things as the carnal mind takes pleasure in. But the law of the Spirit calls men from these things, and all who mind its light are led to fix their minds on spiritual things and to feed upon the word of life. Thus the inward man is strengthened and made to grow up into the stature of a spiritual man, filled thereby with spiritual power, life, and virtue, to bring forth fruit unto God, and to live to Him, even as the other man lived to the flesh, and brought forth fruit unto death. Thus the Spirit of life draws men by the light, and says, Come, all that mind His voice, and as many as hear and obey, He changes and feeds with new life, whereby they become new creatures, born of the Spirit. But the fleshly spirit also draws and says, Come, holding forth visible idols to win the carnal affections and to captivate the mind from the spirit of life into carnal objects. These promise much to the eye of earthly wisdom and have a likeness of the substance in them, but their end is death. And those who obey this call pass their life in captivity to vanity and separation from God. So then, here the children of freedom, which is in Christ Jesus, are made manifest to the world by their coming out of it, and the children of bondage are also made manifest, for they cannot cease to serve it. And between these two there is no agreement, for he that is a servant of sin is free from righteousness, and the servant of righteousness is free from sin. And just as he that is in the flesh cannot please God, Neither can he that is in the Spirit please the world, for these are children of opposing kingdoms and contrary natures. And he that is born after the flesh has that spirit which lusts enviously and seeks to devour the creation. And he that is born again after the Spirit of life is brought into the restoration, as it was in the beginning, and brings forth to God the fruits of eternal life and salvation. And as it is by the creature's yielding and consenting to the subtle one that the life is lost, and the evil seed gets strength in man to rule and bring forth fruit according to the power of darkness, so too, by the creature's believing in the light and yielding to the motions of the life and law of holiness, the evil seed comes to lose its strength and its ability to feed upon carnal things. So that life which is by faith comes again to be renewed in the vessel, and it arises through the Spirit and reigns above death. The righteousness and virtue of this life are clearly not of the nature of flesh and blood, but rather the nature of God. 
And these things are made manifest in the earthen vessel by the power of the Spirit, against the will and lusts of the flesh. Thus man comes again into the restoration and redemption of the body, and into the free service of that Spirit and life, of whom he is the offspring, and for whom and by whom he came into the world. Here there is no condemnation, but a true reconciliation and peace with God, and unity in spirit and life, even as the Father and Son are one. For here the lusts are slain, the enticer is denied, the accuser is cast out, all things are become new and all things of God. Here man is no longer in a house of bondage to sin, but in the glorious liberty of the sons of God, where the spiritual nature that is quickened in him does not feed on carnal pleasures, but upon the living God. In this way the inward man becomes a natural branch of the holy root, and a plant of the living God, bringing out freely whatever the root sends forth, by which God is glorified, the vessel made honorable, and the soul filled with peace and fatness, having no more sorrow and death to oppose it. Now, to know the light and life which are in Christ Jesus and are made manifest by the Spirit of truth, this is both the first and the last in this great work. And by this light it is seen how unnatural man has become, being driven from God, away from that pure life which gives him breath and being and would preserve him from destruction. Yes, man has fallen so entirely from this and become contrary to it in nature and judgment that of all things in the world it is his greatest cross to be guided by that light which arises within from that holy life and daily calls to him in spirit. And having degenerated into a contrary nature which is subtle and selfish, he is made willing to join with the enemy in any way against the witness of the pure light within him, either to revile, reproach, or crucify its appearance, turning light into darkness by covering it with deceit. But apart from this light there is nothing else within a man that is holy and just, or that calls him from the paths of the destroyer into the way of life, or brings forth through him any fruits of obedience or spiritual worship which God will accept. There is no other thing that is always present with man to show him when he is enticed with lusts and tempted to sin, or the way to escape the temptation. Yet man is so exalted in the contrary nature that he has forgotten his Creator, and lifts up his heel against the reproof of his spirit, trampling upon the lowly motions of the Holy One and the law which proceeds out of his mouth, counting the light and virtue of his life to be a low and contemptible thing, not able to save. Thus does lost man daily despise the spirit of grace and truth in his inward parts and reject the Holy Spirit to the hurt of his own soul, denying that pure and single eye by which the holy men of God saw, discerned, and spoke in all ages, as the Scriptures do testify. All of this is lost to that man who is exalted above the pure light and lowly spirit in which God meets with man to teach him the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, you teachers and people of all sorts and sects, who so violently have set yourself against the light of the Spirit, both within you and others. 
How long will you kick against that which pricks your heart for your ungodly walking and pretended professions? Why will you not be still and commune with it in your own hearts, that you might come to a true feeling and discern what nature it is and from where it comes and how it works and against what? You will also see what nature it is in you that the light chiefly condemns and works against and from where it comes. Thus, with the light of truth, you will come to judge between things that differ in their ground and end, and so come to walk in the light, in judgment, and in truth of heart towards God and man. Now, let the truth of God in you, without any mixture, feelingly answer these following things. Number 1. What is the cause that, while professing to seek God and serve Him, you are so unwilling to serve Him in that which is of His own nature, and to worship Him in spirit and truth in your own vessels, whose bodies should be the temples of God, who is not worshipped in temples made with hands, nor in a nature contrary to Himself? Number 2. Will a mere talking of what God is or was in others in whom he was formerly known to walk and speak, deliver your souls from the power of the prince of darkness and deceit that is in you, unless you receive him even as they received him, and feel his power overcoming and casting out the one who has taken you captive to do his will against your faith and conscience? Number three. Will God be found by you, or will he accept your worship while his temple is possessed by his enemy? and a contrary nature moves you therein? Can you meet with God in anything but that which is holy, knowing he hears not the prayers of the one who regards iniquity? Therefore, your first work should be to know the one in you whom God accepts. For he alone, who appears without sin, must present you to the Father, else you are reprobating God's sight. For there is no hope without knowing Christ in you and you in him, the everlasting priest, to make the offering upon the altar of atonement. And though, because of the height of your minds, he that is without sin may be low and little in you, yet without me you can do nothing, says Christ Jesus. Mind what he says, you can do nothing. What are you doing then, who are not in his Holy Spirit? Can you worship by tradition or be saved by the letter? Will you make Christ a liar who says, Without me you can do nothing, and I am the light of the world, and every branch that abides not in me is cast out and withers and is burnt in the fire? Mind this, you who reject holiness in spirit and the light that shines from the Holy Spirit within. If you abide not in what is holy, are you not cut off? Are you not withered and prepared for the fire? You who have no abiding place in that which is holy, are you not cast out, having power and knowledge to do evil but not to do well? Are you not cut off from the true vine and planted into a wild vine of a contrary nature? Your light is withered, your seed is corrupted, and your tree is known by its fruits, which now bears fruit, but not unto God, nor from God. Will you say, you hope you are born again of the Spirit and are baptized into the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and worship in the Spirit and yet look outward for salvation and for light and speak evil of that which is able to overcome the world? 
For this reason your hope is not an anchor, nor is your faith that which overcomes. The scriptures declare, He who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. 1 John 5.18 Now consider in yourselves, where is he that gives you to see when the evil one touches and tempts you? What nature is he that does this for you, and where is he? Is he not light and understanding, and is he not within you? And is he not of a contrary nature to the evil one that tempts? And does he not show you the temptation before you consent to it, if you mind him? So then, what is the cause that the evil is committed, seeing that light appears against him? Is it not because you join to the evil one, and like his motions better than the one that shows them to be evil? Thus you deny the holy and just one, and become one with the evil one. And then you say, the light is not able, when you have denied it, and have not been faithful to join to it in counsel and strength, but have given your strength to the contrary spirit. But they that are born of God's spirit and light do not do so. But when they are shown the evil one and his temptation, whatever it be, or under whatever pretense, if the light testifies against it, then they are diligent, watchful, and sober, in the fear of God, lest they should be drawn from the light and enticed. With all their power they join in obedience to the way of the light, so that there is a war and a wrestling before the thing is over. But the enemy, being resisted steadfast in the faith, flees, and the glory returns to God who dwells in the light. And if at any time the evil one prevails... Then the creature sees the cause to be in himself and not in God, and so is humbled and warned. This he comes to see when the temptation is over, and the enemy has fled, and when he has come again into composure with God in the light. For while the darkness was risen up and the enemy was in the house, he could not see it. Thus experience is gained through tribulations and trials. But they who do not endure the temptations never come to learn of God, but fall through unfaithfulness to the light. These are kept captives to the will of the enemy of all righteousness, who always tempts to evil and reigns over the members, leading out the eyes, ears, hands, and heart to iniquity and vanity, and the tongue to plead for it against every reproof. And having denied the reproof of the spirit of truth within themselves, the same cannot be received from others, for the contrary spirit reigns alone in that house, turning the ear away from knowledge and the heart from spiritual understanding. This is the cause why many are kept without the feeling of God's power and the knowledge of his word. For the mysteries of his powerful counsel are revealed to the faithful who have overcome through faith and patience and in whom Satan is subdued and trodden underfoot. But wherever this devourer has risen above in the creature, whatever God gives or reveals is by him perverted to a contrary end, which God never intended, so that a wrong nature and a contrary spirit, which God hates, is lifted up and exalted. This is evident in the light of truth throughout the world. For what gift of God does the spirit of the world not abuse? If God gives wealth... Wherever that spirit has risen above, there the creature is puffed up above the rest of his brethren, 
as though he were no longer of the same flesh and blood. If God gives beauty, it is turned into lust, pride, and wantonness, both begetting and deceiving adulterous eyes. Wisdom is turned into folly and wickedness, scorning the innocent and outwitting the simple-hearted, and those who have the most of it are most able to accomplish their corrupt ends. When God gives grace, it is turned into fleshly liberty, and his long forbearance is made a cloak for sin and hypocrisy. There is not one thing that God can give which this evil one will not twist and turn against the giver, so that, though God is good and full of mercy by nature, yet he will not show himself to those in whom the strong man keeps the house. This makes the creature even more shameless to kick against the Creator and puffed up to forget his Maker and feeder. Thus a fruitful land becomes barren because of the wickedness of him that dwells within, though it was not that way from the beginning. But it is not so with the children of light, who have the giver in their hearts raised up above the gift. Here the pure counsel orders the gifts, and every good and perfect gift is brought forth in its own nature, form, and manner, undefiled and not disfigured by the spirit of the world. Yes, here the springs run forth from a clean fountain, and both the plant and the fruit are holy like the root. For the spirit is clean, and the flesh undefiled, and everything remains as it comes forth from God. In these vessels the old man is put off, and all things are of God, and every gift of God is known by its fruits and nature and end, as it was in the beginning. Here the gifts of God return to God by glorifying Him here on earth. Riches bring forth good and merciful works, and not pride and vainglory. Wisdom stands against oppression and does not deceive, and righteousness reigns through grace unto eternal life. The religion of these is pure and unmixed with the world, whereby the sons and daughters of God are known in the streets by the garment of virtue and decency with which they are covered, even the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the faith and truth which are in Christ Jesus. These are the vessels of honor fit for the Lord to shine through against his adversary, the spirit of the world, in fruits that cannot be condemned. For here the gift is not defiled by the vessel, but manifest that it comes from above, reaching to the witness of God in every heart. Yes, these are the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of an unclean generation, shining as lights, honoring God, and answering the end of man's creation. God does not withhold himself from these, but is rich towards them, till they come to be filled with the fullness of God. But the unclean and slothful, who defile the flesh with their lusts, from these he withholds his riches and fullness, so that they do not know the sons of God, neither where they come from nor where they go, who follow Christ out of the world, never returning there again, except to testify against it. The vessels of these are no more filled with lust or the spirit of this world, but are filled with the Holy Spirit who has made them new creatures for himself to walk in and to shine forth in fruits of the Spirit. And now, all you barren and earthly-minded professors of Christianity, who have filled your vessels with carelessness, deceit, and a fleshly mind, 
In vain do you hunt about with your old wineskins, thinking to retain the heavenly treasure. Alas, you travel about in search of notions, but it is to no purpose in the sight and esteem of God. For you are in the wrong work while you remain in the world's nature and in the old creation. Your words and ordinances are void of the life of God, and you cannot receive or bring forth his fruits until you are renewed. For nothing you do will avail but a new creature. Your old vessels are full of old wine from wild grapes, and that which defiles the conscience is raised up in you. Thus God withholds his gifts from you which abound in his new creation, and you know nothing of them except what you feel to condemn you. So you fight against him and say there is nothing now perfect, and so you condemn the new with the old and judge them alike. Thus you err, not knowing the gift of God, nor the works of his hands, which are all perfect, as he is perfect, who walks not in a defiled temple, nor lies in the bosom of harlots, for these are outside of his power and have gone astray from the perfect way of a holy life. Therefore, it would profit you most to take the candle of truth and sweep your house and cast out the old leaven with whatever is of the world. Yes, you must wait in that which works in spirit against all that is old until all is made new. There is a new vessel which will not receive the old nor mix with it, but will only hold what is new. This God will fill with himself, that his seed may spring up and not be hindered, and his lily may grow without being choked. Here the lamb may be safe from the wolf, and the pure kept from pollution. For the plant of God is more pure and tender than to grow, while the pollution of a covetous, proud, lustful, and earthly mind is alive in you. So to judgment you must come first to acknowledge condemnation upon all that is old before you can receive what is new or know its growth in you. What agreement has the spirit of meekness with the spirit of pride, contentedness with covetousness, holiness with lust, Christ with Belial, light with darkness? Read and understand, for here is the cause why you have sought and labored many years but have found no freedom, nor that rest which the thief and the unclean cannot devour. Consider these things while they are near you, lest your hearts harden through unbelief and the deceitfulness of lust. Do not refuse him that calls and gives you light in the dark, but keep faithfully on the watch, warring with all your power, till all that he testifies against in you is brought under his feet. And when truth calls... Do not answer with deceit and excuses, lest he turn away from you and call others more worthy. If you say the world holds you back, then it is time to break those bonds that have grown so strong already. Do not delay, for they grow stronger every day. And what will the end be? Consider and understand, and do not say you lack strength, but turn with that strength with which you have long served the world and you will find God, who gave it to you, to be the better master. For the Redeemer is served with less vigor than the spirit of bondage. Whatever strength you have received from God, 
do but faithfully give it unto the service of God in the light, for he requires no more than he gives. It is deceit that makes these excuses in you, and not a willing mind. And if you were in the fear of God, you would not utter such words that do but witness against you. Therefore, you who speak this way, in truth of heart, consider what state you are in, and who is your father and has power in you. Can you do evil with both hands, live for your lusts, serve the world, travel the earth for your profits and pleasures, with power, wisdom, and delight, and yet have no power to do well? Oh, if you did truly love God and his true worship, your hearts would be smitten with sorrow, and you would find power to bridle your tongue and limit your eyes from vanity, your ears from pleasure, and your hearts from deceit, that so you might only hearken to the light. Yes, then you might hear the voice of him that is sent into the world to call you from under the power of Satan unto the living God by preaching light to you who sit in darkness, who are dead while you live. For you cannot be quickened until you hear the voice of the Son of God, which the deceiver keeps you from in your worldly pleasures and lying professions, using the saints' words to cover yourselves from true judgment. For though you use their words, you do not have their spirit, nor power to live their lives, nor are you plants of that root and nature which bring forth fruit unto God. Therefore that nature in you which is so entirely unprofitable should be denied its will, and its way should be stopped. Yes, you must die to that seed which now rules and has strength, and which runs to and fro to seek food for itself, but does not seek God. And you must turn to that which is pure, and wait therein for the anointing and the rising up of the holy seed, for without Christ you can do nothing. That seed which is neither willing nor able is not his, but is the seed of the evil doer, and is manifest by his fruits, his thoughts, his words, his profession, his prayers, his lusts, his sin, and his righteousness. All of this is of one nature, and it rises up in you to withstand the coming of the seed of the covenant, Christ Jesus, the life of God and the light of men, who has God's power and righteousness, which were in the beginning. Christ's light will show you his law, and the spirit of prophecy will testify of his coming, so that his way may be prepared before his face. All of your crooked, perverse, and shameless ways must be made straight. Your hidden and subtle ways must be made plain, and the refiner's fire must pass through your house and take hold on all that will burn until it is consumed. For until the filth is purged out and an end is made of sin, God will not dwell in his temple, nor will everlasting righteousness be brought in for an inheritance. Here you will come to learn the first principles of pure religion and the doctrine of the beginnings of Christ. For here the foundation of repentance from dead works will be laid in your heart, and you will see what kind of treasure your careless minds have treasured up in your vessels by all your deceitful and unprofitable words and works. Yes, you will see by that light which will not lie, and find that all will fail you but truth. Whatever you have gathered by craft and deceit will now serve no purpose but to deceive you. For truth in the inward parts 
must be your only stay. And when all else is weighed and found too light to abide the trial, to the rock you must fly for refuge, though he is now lightly esteemed. That is, to his light within, that gives you the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Nothing outside of you will make your peace, but only that which works in you and cleanses your house of your adversary. It is by this that the holy men of God, who have gone before you in the regeneration, have preserved a clean house and a pure conscience, walking above all that the world can offer or promise, having learned in the day of trial that all proves a lie but truth in the inward parts. These learned of him that none are true worshipers, but those who worship the Father in spirit and truth, and have found that the whole mystery of faith and godliness is learned within, and held in that which is pure. For only the pure in heart have seen and heard and learned of God. Such as these are sons indeed, who are born of the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and filled with the Spirit, having power, light, and understanding to do well. Yes, these are temples of the living God, who is holy, and are vessels of that Spirit which the devil is not able to resist. And every true child of God has this in measure, by which they resist the world and overcome it. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 1 John 5.4 God is faithful and will not forget himself. Blessed are they who have a measure of that which God cannot forget, nor allow to be tempted beyond measure. For in this alone is the election, by which the soul is saved, and in it the creature finds favor in the sight of God. Therefore consider this, all you who mock at a pure conscience, and reject the gift of God within, speaking lightly and reproachfully of it. If you knew... Who it is you reproach and mock, you would rather bite your tongues than utter a word against him. You would change your minds and seek him, together with those that sell all they have to find the pearl. And though this now seems little in you, so that you dare not trust to it, yet all that have proved it, prize it as the great power of God to salvation, and find that they have no election but what is in it. It was in this that Noah found grace in the sight of God when the earth was corrupted, and in it he walked with God and was saved, being just and perfect in his generation. And it was in this righteous seed that Lot was grieved by the uncleanness of Sodom, and by it he was saved. So then, the election of God stands in that which was before sin, is grieved at sin, and testifies in man against all uncleanness. This was the elect seed before the world was made. It is this you must make sure unto you. But those who say they have no power to do well deny his call, and so cannot do it. He that calls you out of sin, and the part of you that is vexed because of sin, is still little and low in you. But the God of this world is lofty, strong, and powerful in you, and has lifted up your heart on high to seek great things far above the pure seed of true light and understanding which God has chosen and elected to himself, 
and in which he communes with man, and teaches him his fear and knowledge, and gives him spiritual power and salvation from sin. So now your lofty looks are too high for this door, and you despise the day of the small and simple one, being unwilling to wait for great things where so little is seen, for you have no faith. Thus you run ahead to your rest, and the poor in spirit takes the kingdom before you, to whom the election and blessing belongs. Now consider the calling of God in his election. Has he elected the rich in notion and high in profession, the proud and the extravagant? Has he not chosen the weak and poor, the foolish and contemptible, to confound all this? Yes, he that is pure, meek, and holy calls, and the soul that is meek, lowly, and loves holiness, answers, obtaining grace to be holy in every manner of conduct. Here the calling of God is made sure, and the election is known by answering the call and keeping in the election, which was in God before there was transgression. But whoever denies the one that calls out of darkness into light, by the power of his holiness, lowliness, meekness, and truth, manifest by the gift of his Spirit within you, this one denies both the calling and the election, to lay hold of something without, and to cling to a changeable thing where the election is not. For the election, being the light and power of holiness and truth, is preserved in God, even if all the world be deceived, defiled, destroyed, and changed. Therefore, come down off the mountains, you that have lifted yourselves up on high without God, who have a form of godliness without the power of God. Feel after that gift which is pure, lowly, and righteous in you. For God is a spirit, and in the spirit and truth he is known and served, and there his counsel is received. In the measure of truth in your inward parts, feel that which never sinned to be near you. Then draw near to God in spirit and keep there and wait, and hearken, abiding in that seed which cannot sin. In this, wait upon the Holy Spirit and mind his motion continually, being obedient thereto, that you may come to serve the living and not the dead, and so be able to say, Your Redeemer lives, and that you know him and have heard his voice. Then you may say you have learned of him and are joined to him, so as to be made conformable to him who lives and sins not. And his appearance will be your daily salvation and peace, as well as your growth and increase in God. And an entrance will be daily ministered thereby into the everlasting kingdom, which is in Christ Jesus the light and truth and power of God. But if you go out to any other thing for help or counsel, besides that spirit which is pure, just, meek, and lowly, and which springs up in you to bring forth fruit to God in that seed which is pure and clean. Then you go from the fountain of living water to dig cisterns for yourselves. In this way, you go out into your own works, and what you bring forth is your own righteousness, and not that righteousness which is revealed from above to all generations of God's elect. So you will go through your work with labor and toil, and when you have brought it forth, it will not satisfy that part in you which hungers after God, but will only puff up that nature which is selfish 
and exalt that which is already too high to receive life from God. This righteousness is not accepted by God, for it is brought forth by works and not by virtue of the divine nature. But the righteousness which God accepts springs freely within from an eternal spirit, and those who enter into it enter into their rest and keep the holy Sabbath, being freely fed and covered by the Lord.